Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. We are back here after the weekend, after a, uh, well, rainy weekend, I guess. Great weekend here in the land of Israel. You're listening to the Tamar Yona Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And we are live this Sunday afternoon in the Holy Land. If it's between 4 to 5 p.m. or if you're listening from overseas, uh, we are we broadcast from 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. We have two live shows uh, right now, the Tamariana Show, which you're listening to right now. And afterwards, following that is Returning Home with Natalie Sapinski. That will be a live show as well, following my show. And uh, I want to welcome you all here. I want to say hi to everybody who's listening in from all over the world, from all over the United States, Israel, Australia, Colombia, Russia, Canada, etc., etc. It's good to see you all here. Today we're going to be summing up the year 2022. And we will be talking about religion, COVID, the European Union, U.S. government responsibility, multi-dimensionality of the EU and Qatar, 2023 new supply chains and you need to know what your goals are and the USA continues to bully countries. What's that about? All that was going to be on the show today with our guest, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He's authored over 90 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. Good to have you on. Okay, so uh, the most important thing we need to know about 2022? Uh, I would say that the most important thing we need to, to when we're looking at 2023 is that it's markedly different from the world of 2020. And why do I say 2020? I mean, why do I pick that date? Well, on the 3rd of January 2020, which was the third day of the third decade of the third millennium, which I thought was kind of a cute date. Um, I, I wrote a, uh, um, uh, a report for somebody <clears throat> with a uh, uh, large prognostication of what's going on. And so for that, for that reason, for me personally, that's sort of a baseline. I can look at things from that base and look at how things have changed over the past three years. Okay. And a lot has. The world has changed, especially since the quote-unquote, pandemic? Oh, look, COVID is definitely a pandemic. I mean, it's not necessarily... It, the, 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 we can differ on whether it had to be a pandemic or not, but it was a pandemic, or still, it maybe still is. Um, it, it's, its effects were devastating. I think you and I would agree that it didn't have to be devastating, but that is nonetheless a fact. Okay. That's what it had. But right, was, but, but it was devastating in the sense that People around the world were locked in their homes, lost their jobs. Many of them lost their uh, marriages. 
Many of them uh, had kids who su- who uh, suicided. And a lot of results. I mean, uh, yes, well, terrible, we're terrible at the things. Personal side of it, and, you know, and those are yeah. all correct, of course. But there are a lot of national results. There were a lot of international results. Um, it caused upsets in supply chains, which we'll be talking about a little bit down the uh, yes, a little also. bit later. Well, it caused disruptions in um, uh, production. It caused disruptions. It's still causing uh, disruptions in China today. People are dropping like flies. From, I mean, from COVID. The, because the irony here, if they can call it, and if that's the right word, I'm not certain that it is, um, is that the country that released it on the world. I still believe this was intentional, but anyone can disagree with me on that. That's my own personal belief. Uh, the, the country that released it on the world is the country that was most hit. Okay, but but we we know today. Any other country. But we know today that many of the so-called deaths from covid were not deaths from covid they were they were deaths with people who had maybe covid and were counted as covid deaths correct, we see that many people don't have to die from covid so why are so many chinese dying from covid today well we'll be talking about that a little bit later when we get to the the, 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 the subtitle covid but let's not okay jump ahead of fine okay so th- there are four major differences in this time period of three, of, of three years. The first is a difference between the relationship between the United States and China. China, previous to that, was just another country. It was um, a competitor in some senses, but it was not really uh, looked at by anyone as a viable alternative. Nobody today would consider China simply a competitor of the United States. It is clearly an adversary a strong adversary, and it has grown in strength since 2020, while the United States has definitely receded. I don't want to use a more strong term than that, than recede at the moment, but I mean, clearly the relationship between the two countries has changed very markedly since then. And that's the first big change that's, that's come on, on, on the world. The second big change is Notice my phraseology. The United States war against the USSR in the Ukraine-Russia war. They're not fighting Russia. They're fighting their model of Russia, which they, the Americans still think of it as the USSR. And this uh, thought process, or this anti-thought process, whatever you want to call it, um, has tremendous meaning around the world for China, for Iran, for North Korea, for all of the United States' adversaries, some stronger, some weaker adversaries. And it has a lot of ramifications for the United States' friends as well. Despite Kissinger's ridiculously unsuccessful claim that the United States does not have friends and only interests, it was a stupid statement when he said it, and it's still stupid. It's still a dumb statement. Um, the third major change is the whole issue of globalism and supply chains. Supply chains clearly are breaking down. There are various opinions what is happening with them. Some are saying that supply chains have becoming, are becoming more granulated. That is to say, um, they, there's, a, there's an opinion that supply chains are now among groups of comp- countries and not global any longer. That's one um, uh, opinion. I won't voice my opinion on. In any case, right now we can uh, for this section we'll talk about that things have changed, 
And this is one of the things that has changed markedly for the last three years. And the fourth change, of course, is the issue of climate change with massive population shifts. We're seeing this, for instance, along the southern border of the United States. Whether that passive, that, uh, that population shift into the United States is because of climate change or not because of climate change, these are two parallel processes that are occurring today in the world. By the way, concerning climate change, climate always changes. So is the climate changing? Yes, obviously the climate is changing. It always does. Climate constantly changes since the, since the world was created. Is that, is that, are human beings responsible for that change? My personal opinion is that the thought that human beings are responsible for that change is simply Western arrogance. But nonetheless, climate is changing. It is affecting things. We're seeing, we're seeing for instance, a, an opening of a, of a northern corridor for shipments um, uh, through the Arctic Ocean. We're seeing uh, other things. By the way, about concerning a lot of these small countries that are claiming all of a sudden reparations, we have not seen even one millimeter of rise in sea levels anywhere in the world. As a matter of fact, there is some evidence that sea levels are either steady or perhaps even receding. But certainly nothing, there's no evidence of any rising of sea levels. But climate is changing, populations are shifting, uh, Europe is affecting, is, is, is being affected by this enormously, the United States is being affected, affected enormously, and are many other countries as well. And, and of course, let's not forget the global warming, which has tongue-in-cheek brought a super snowstorm cold spell over the United States, but go ahead. Well, that has nothing, again, that has nothing to do with climate change. That, that's a normal climate occurrence. While it's an abnormal weather it occurrence, was tongue-in-cheek it is a mortified. normal climate occurrence. <laughs> we need to differentiate between weather and climate. They are not synonyms. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so that's that's the uh, that's the issue of what has changed over the well, the, the mega trends, if you like to call use that word, of the uh, of the past three years. I want to uh, 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 mention one other thing, which I would not call it a mega trend trend, but it is an interesting thing that's occurring. It is a trend in all apparently all Western countries. And we should be aware of this. And this is a change in religion or religiosity that we're seeing in Europe and in the United States. Um, Ten years ago, 90% of people in the United States claimed that they believe in God. Today, it's down to 40%. That's an amazing number. That's an amazing shift in 10 years. Yeah. 47% of people in America are members of some sort of religious organization, a church, a synagogue, a mosque, whatever. Uh, and along with this, along with this change in religiosity, I should mention that England, for the first time since the seventh century, is no longer a Christian majority, majority nation. England has announced that Christians are a minority in England. Huh. And I would, I would claim, again, people can disagree with this, uh, but just last word before before the break, I would claim that the fentanyl horrors that we're seeing in the United States, along with the captagon horrors that we're seeing in Islamic countries, are both the results. The uh, uh, these drugs are the results of 
the change in religiosity. If you have no morals, you're going to lose. You're going to find a different crush. Yeah, and that is man. And you can start doing assisted suicides, etc. We'll talk more about all of this when we get back on the other side. We'll be right back. We're back here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. And he is talking to us about, well, basically recapping the year 2022 and uh, comparing, saying that uh, 2023's outlook is going to look nothing like 2020, that we uh, where our reality and normal stopped as well. So where, where would you like to continue? Well, let's continue with the issue of COVID. We talked about this a little bit before. Um, um, Some very interesting things have occurred over the past few days. Um, The Washington Post, the the rag owned by Jeff Bezos, the uh, uh, super rich uh, multi-billionaire, and Fauci's basic uh, times as likely to be infected as unvaccinated people with prior infection. A Lancet study, I'm continuing the quotation from Washington Post, a Lancet study found that those who were vaccinated uh, uh, but never had COVID were four times as likely to have severe illness resulting in hospitalization or death compared to the unvaccinated who recovered from it. In other words, Tamar, you and I were right. Vaccination was bad. And it wasn't a vaccination. It was a shot. Correct. It was an injection, Correct. an experimental one at that. Yes, very, You're very sad. And, I, and it's something that I wouldn't want to be right. It was something that I was hoping that actually I was wrong, and I'm just being too cautious. But uh, we do have a caller, and we have joining us Antonio from the United States. Hey, hey Antonio, what's your comment or question for us here? Um, regarding climate, climate change, if you notice an entourage, the famine happened there. Uh, when Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, it was rain, it was um, hail, and so forth, and so forth. So there's nothing new under the sun. I think we, we are custodians of this planet. We should take care of it. But they're making, I think the elites, elitists are making something out of nothing to, to control human beings like in the Tower of Bab- um, Babel. Do you want to remark on that? Well, uh, what I, what I said, first of all, I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, I, um, I, I think that um, uh, uh, it was misused. I think that's basically what we said in the previous segment about COVID, that, yes, it was a pandemic. Yes, a lot of people died from it. Most of the people that were listed as dying from it were mislabeled, particularly in the United States. Many of the people that died from it did not need to die from it or for anything, for anything else had they been treated intelligently rather than politically. Um, basically, uh, 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 your characterization of it as that being a... Um, um, maybe I'm using an, ex- an exaggerated term. A, a somewhat political... Politi- I don't want to say a political, a politi- politicized s- scam in a certain sense. Okay, now, Maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration in, in terminology, but 
Um, it was certainly politicized, and it should not have been. It was a legitimate disease. It still is. It's still harming a lot of people. But um, certainly the results that we've seen are nothing like what we sh what should have seen. One of the factors I realized with the COVID, the COVID was political. But a lot of people died because um, nurses and doctors did not do their jobs. Um, for example, I know someone who um, niece just died. She's in her 40s. And and they stalled her. I mean, she was in a stage, a low stage of cancer, and the nurses and doctors, instead of putting her in a hospice, they just let her stood there and did not feed her. So a lot of these things, they trying to COVID is is real, but so is the flu, and and so is the common cold. But I think therapeutics are the answer if you don't want to get the vaccine. Why should a person take something against their will? in the United States, but it's okay for a female to say that um, she want to have an abortion and so forth, and it's, it's her body, but you don't give it to another person. And then another thing is, when a person say he, when he or she decided to say, well, I'm a trans man or a trans woman or whatever it may be, it's okay. It's not fair. Absolutely not there's fair. Nothing, not, there's very little in life that's fair right now. One of the um, One of the major trends that we're seeing is that Fair has sort of been buried uh, deeply underground. Do you think it's ever going to change for the better? Sorry? Do you think it's ever going to change for the better? Um, I'm 72 years old. I don't think it's going to change in my lifetime. Hopefully in the lifetime of those that have come after me. Well, I, I have a little hope. I do have a little hope. I'm, I'm hoping people's eyes eventually open up and see the truth, um, see that is one God and, and, and pursue it and see what is false and what is um, what is real and what's not real and use their mind. Use critical thinking. Think for yourself. Do your research. I really do hope people do see the light eventually, hopefully very soon before it's too late. Uh, I, we should all be, um, we should all have that hope that you have. I agree with you completely in terms of hope, but um, I, I, I try to be realistic. Um, there, there's an expression, and maybe people are familiar with something called Clark's Law, about which, which, which sort of is a wordplay on, on, on magic and science. There's a corollary called Gray's Law, and any, any sufficiently advanced incompetence is indistinguishable from malice. I think that's where we're standing right now. Unfortunately. All right. Well, thank that's you for all. your call. Antonio, Thank I appreciate you. that. Um, I just want to uh, put in here, insert in here, because I'm trying to balance things here with truth, of course. And as I think that uh, he had, uh, Antonio had said something about uh, the doctors and nurses weren't even trying it. It could be that in certain cases, maybe there were some, but I know also doctors and nurses who are working very, very hard in the hospitals. Uh, but we have to also understand that doctors are not like we were raised, that we thought they were. We always thought that doctors were independent and can make their own decisions and were there for your best interests. And we're seeing today, sadly, that doctors work in a machinery of uh, uh, health insurances, and they are told what they can uh, give, what they can prescribe, what they cannot prescribe, what they have to say, what the what the uh, 
you know, towing the line is and they have to do it. And if they don't, they can, God forbid, get their medical license taken away, which means that they wouldn't have a job, which means that their family would go without. And we're looking at a medical system that sadly, again, I say this in at least in this last uh, couple of years since COVID has shown us is not to be trusted blindly, even though we may love our doctors, even though we may appreciate our doctors, we have to make up our own minds and what is best for our health and realize that the best of doctors, there's a saying for that in Hebrew, right? What is it? Tov harufim legehenom? How does it go? The best of doctors go, go to hell. I mean, and what is the Hippocratic oath? First, do no harms. And, and that's what they're writing, okay? So I just want to leave it there on the table. Say what you, you know, think, think what you like. It's, you know, you're, you're an intelligent person if you're listening to Israel News Talk Radio, I'm assuming. And you can make up your own mind, uh, you know, how you want to handle your own health. But understand that it's not like we've, always been raised to think that the that our doctors operated it's not necessarily well, like that i think we're seeing the same thing but uh, what, what i just described as advanced incompetence now, any sufficiently advanced incompetence is indistinguishable indistinguishable from malice okay I, I think that's what we're seeing i don't care if the doctor is simply incompetent uh, i have a very close friend in the united states you're you're familiar with him um uh, his daughter Lolenu has has cancer. She was finished with her chemotherapy, and then the um, then the uh, insurance company demanded that she have more, and the doctors have no idea why. But they're forced to do it. They, they don't have a choice. So it's not even necessarily doctors. We need to be aware that when we're talking about whether it's COVID or anything else. I mean, here we're, I'm, I'm, we're seeing that it, that it affects people with cancer in the United States, and it's in anything. When there are, you know, what's the old expression? Too many cooks destroy the broth. Right. When there are too many people involved, not necessarily competent or not necessarily uh, uh, knowledgeable in their field, but they come from a different field, like, pardon me, bean counters. I haven't been one of those myself, so I, you know, I can sympathize with the bean counting. Um, uh, the, you know, that's a problem. It doesn't work well. All right. We, we all need to remind. Let, let's remind ourselves right now of the of the of the Nord Stream sabotage. We all heard about this. We all heard that immediately the 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 the, the U.S. Um, uh, 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 Secretary of Energy came out and said it's Russia. And, 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 and Biden <laughs> said, and this one said, and that one said. Uh, um, uh, what, what was his name? That the twerp that was the um, uh, head of the CIA under um, under under Obama. He said. Oh, it's obvious that Russia had the competence to do it, so therefore, obviously, they did it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, now there's a, way, a, a Russian, I, I'm, pardon me, a, 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 a EU, EU report, an official report from the, from the European Union saying, and I'm quoting, some Western officials now doubt the Kremlin was responsible. No conclusive evidence that Russia is behind the Nord Stream attack. Right. No conclusive <laughs> evidence. Yet everybody rushed to judgment, rushed to accuse. It's the same thing there as it was with the COVID. It's the same thing that we're seeing with other things. And here I'll give a, another example and a final example on this cord here, because this is a cord of, of things that are horrible. Um, a report came, uh, a study came out recently that sick, get these numbers, 
64,000 babies were still born in China because of air pollution. Okay, hold it there. We have to take a break. Don't go anywhere. back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com and we are here with Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem and we're talking about a whole slew of subjects and what went on uh, in the last few years and summing up the year of 2022. You want to start off now with a different topic, the EU, the European Union. Go ahead. Yeah, I tend to pronounce it sort of EU, but okay. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, Forty um, um, members of Knesset signed a letter to the uh, to the to these people at the EU about their basically about their their racism. Um, they, they have a religious hatred of Jews in Israel, and for some strange reason that I can't quite comprehend, many people thought this was a thing of the past. Um, but the letter written was was, and I'm quoting. It saddens us to discover time and time again that under the thin veneer of the EU's civility and manners and the seeming concern for human rights, the same old blood libels can be found among the same flames of primitive hatred that seek this time to persecute not the individual Jew, but the tiny Jewish state. The document completely ignores our people's historical affinity to our homeland. This is where this is after the EU uh, issued a, a call to monitor Israeli archaeological activities. Yeah, God forbid we should find even more proof that uh, <laughs> that we lived here thousands of years ago. This was our capital, Jerusalem, and this was our country. Yeah, the the EU is very unhappy about that. I'm, you know, my my heart just bleeds for these poor people. They they can't they can't quite get get it that we're back, and we are back. That's it. Forget it. It's not. It's not going to change back to where it was, where it was. You do not have the abilities that you had a hundred years ago, or even seventy years ago. Mm. And they can't. They can't get their heads around that. What little heads they have left in the EU. Um, and we mentioned religiosity. This is again. This is part of it. The the, um, uh, the EU is um, basically the only country in Europe. This. I find this utterly shocking. The only country in Europe that still has significant moral values for itself. You can disagree with Let me guess. morality. Can I guess? Morality that. But the only European country that is still moral is Russia. Might like, oh, I might, was going to guess differently. You might dislike the fact that they invaded Ukraine. I mean, that's a legitimate debate. But they still have... A church. They still have actual religiosity. They still have majority of the population are people that believe in God. See, I was going to guess either Hungary or Poland. Well, you're not far off. Poland is is probably number two, and I would I would guess that Hungary is is close up there as well. But uh, uh, um, I don't know the data for the uh, churchgoers and things like that in Hungary. Okay. I haven't seen data. About All right, that. so we'll okay. move on because I don't want to hold okay. this up. 
Okay, let's go to a, a little bit about U.S. responsibility or irresponsibility, whatever you want to call it. I'm talking about the Biden maladministration. Um, the um, border patrols, if that's what it's called, I forget what the, their formal name is, on the southern border, have seized this year, according to the Drug, uh, Drug Enforcement Administration, 379 million doses of fentanyl. Huh. That's out of a 331 million population in the United States. And remember, what they seize, according to the Drug Enforcement Agency, is 5% of what costs the border. Unbelievable. So what they seized is already more than enough to kill the entire U.S. population, and it's only 5% of what actually costs the border. Huh. And again, we're talking about we're talking about the collapse of morality over the, in 2022. I would claim that it's longer than 2022. It's, a, it's, 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 it's for at least two years uh, we're seeing a massive collapse of morality. Here's a, an example that if it wasn't so unbelievably idiotic, it would be hilarious. The, the, the U.S. Congress just passed a $1.7 trillion so-called omnibus funding bill. In that, there's a line item of $200 million for gender studies in Pakistan. Now, is anybody in Washington serious at all? Gender studies are illegal in Pakistan. Anybody who does a gender study in Pakistan will be executed. It's a capital punishment. It's a, it's a crime of, for, of capital punishment. Pakistan is the second most misogynistic country in the world after Iran. Now, what are they doing with $200 million for gender studies? I have no idea, but it's certainly not going to go to anybody in Pakistan. This is a bluff. This is simply a scam on the American taxpayer. So meaning you're saying that you believe that this would just be money going there and then getting kicked back to the Democratic Party? I, I'm not going to say that. I'm, I'm giving facts. I'm not. <laughs> what, what do I believe? I, I'm asking. I that, don't know the I answer. That it's a scam. That somebody's going to do something with that allocation has nothing, having nothing to do with Pakistan or gender studies or anything like that. FTX pocket is going to go into. I have no way of guessing. Okay. Um, we need to understand that uh, uh, all of this money that Biden just promise to the Ukraine when 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 the when the weirdo in the sweatshirt was was standing there in, in the US Congress and didn't have, didn't have the, enough respect to even even dress like a, a like a civilized human being um he went there in his sweatpants or something like that um i think he's trying to show that he's like a on the on the ground type of guy you know business you know, he's coming there to do business and not to do diplomatic flattery, etc. And uh, yeah, socializing. Like, uh, like uh, Sam, Sam, Sam uh, Bankman Fried? <laughs> yeah, right. Sort of the same kind of cut of cloth. Maybe Zelensky sleeps in a, on a beanbag also at night. Yeah, well, I wouldn't put it past <laughs> things. I don't know. But um, I, 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 I know that his. Uh, 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 I'm quite certain that his uh, Swiss bank accounts uh, uh, are, are quite healthy. But I hear he's being treated like with kid gloves, which you wouldn't expect that with somebody who did. Yeah, well, so you know, what are you going to expect? Look, we have to remember the largest uh, don donations to the Biden 
campaign in 2020 were from defense companies. Where does this money go? The vast amount of the money, maybe um, uh, uh, 80, 90 percent of it does not even leave the United States. It goes directly to the, the defense companies, which then turn around and support the Democratic Party. Okay. These are facts. I'm not stating opinion. This is this is known fact. You can look on any of this up. This is not, nothing new. Okay. We need to be aware that since the war began, EU ex- imports from Russia have risen by 50%. U.S. imports from Russia have risen by 120%. So all of this U.S. bullying of countries that don't toe their line of, uh, 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 of boycotting Russia, like they always do with the with our previous government here in Israel, um, is basically a crock of BS. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just unbelievable. It's just ridiculous. In terms of going into 2023, I'll make a few comments here because we don't have a lot of time to talk about um, uh, uh, a, a lot about the economy as much as I would like to, but. Just a few, a few basic comment, comments. I would say in 2023, expect to begin to feel the repercussions of the Fed hikes. Remember, the Fed raised interest rates. Many companies in the United States have, um, how should I put it, unbalanced balance sheets. Balance sheets that are very heavy in debt. When the price of that debt rises sharply over the coming months, and they start to feel it, expect to see a large number of bankruptcies, including by many corporate stalwarts that have been around for 100 years or more. A lot of the big companies, a lot of companies that are very well-known names are, gone, are about to disappear. My personal opinion, anyone who's out there who is an investor, invest cautiously and defensively. And remember, the developed world is much more leveraged than emerging markets. So choose your investments carefully. Choose them thoughtfully. I'm just giving the facts here. Just the facts, ma'am. Okay. Just the facts. (laughs) Okay, we have time for just one more item to talk about. And I don't know if people in America are aware of this. There's an enormous uh, scandal, if you might call it that. As far as I'm aware, it's not really reached the United States so much, but there was an enormous scandal between the EU and Qatar. Qatar, as, as most people probably know, was the host this year of the um, Mondial, uh, of the, uh, the Mondial uh, football finals, what America calls uh, soccer, I think. Yes. Um, um, Qatar spent on this somewhere between. 200 and 250 billion dollars on this show. Hmm. Which is a fascinating number for a country the size of uh, basically of a shoehorn. Um, what we also know is that Qatar has been spending many, many millions paying off members of the EU parliament. For? So a vice president of this parliament was found with millions of euro in cash in suitcases in her hotel room. Right. 
you really have to be you really have to try to be that dumb i mean that's you know that's dumb to the point of really making an attempt to be dumb um so qatar is paying off europeans so far nobody has managed to or nobody has dared to publish why qatar has been paying off senior europeans in the meantime qatar has publicly announced that if Europe continues to investigate them on this, they will be cutting off the gas supply to Europe. Isn't that fascinating? So they won't be getting it from Russia, then they won't be getting it from Qatar. Correct. Then where are they going to get it from? And well, they don't want to buy it from the Jews, of course. They well, had that option a couple of years ago, well, and, they, and they passed on it. Remember, in 2020... Again, going back to my personal baseline, there was uh, a, a great deal of activity and talk about a East Mediterranean gas pipeline, and Europe uh, was uh, disdainful of it. And when Biden came to power, one of the first things he did was he put an, a, an official block on it from the standpoint of the United States government. Well, I, under, I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the plan was is that Israel was going to give Egypt gas, and Egypt was going to sell it to Europe. Not exactly. I mean, first of all, we're not giving, we're selling it, but besides the point, um, the, the idea was to create a sort of a, a, an East Mediterranean consortium, and all the countries in the East Mediterranean agreed to this, by the way. This is, an, this is fascinating. Um, a part of one of the negotiators was a good friend of mine, but I won't go into that right now. Um, so, so I do know some of the actual in, in details. Um, uh, there was an agreement between Egypt, Israel, Cyprus, Greece, the Palestinian Authority, all of the owners of the gas. Lebanon was left out of it for some for for political reasons. Um, and supporting this was both uh, France in, in the lead, took the lead in terms of Europe. And Italy sort of dragged the seat, but was part of it as well. And as, as I said, Greece as well. So three EU co countries were involved, um, but the EU didn't uh, didn't allow it because you, you can't give money to the Jews. I mean, that's just not allowed. You can't do that. And of course, they they they, they dislike the. Uh, pardon me for using this term. Which I don't like the term, but it's a European term. The diaper heads. They dislike them almost as much as they dislike us. So. But they do business uh, with them. Sorry, but they do business with them. They and sell to and, them. and 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 when you're doing business, it doesn't matter if you like. Uh, they sell to them. They do not buy from them, uh, um, um, or or they buy from them only when they have no choice, like like with Qatar. They do not make friends with them. Um, Cyprus has now find found more gas, so the total amount of gas in the East Mediterranean is phenomenal right now. Cyprus alone has already more than 25 trillion cubic feet of gas. And of course, Israel has, if, I'm not, if I remember the numbers correctly, about 19 trillion cubic feet. Egypt also has a lot, an enormous quantity. Um, if Lebanon ever gets its act in, 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 together, it will also have it, whatever. But um, we need to understand this, 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 a uh, 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 conundrum between the EU and Qatar is fascinating 
because it has many, many dimensions. And it's not just a simply, simply a question of uh, payola, of, uh, uh, of Qatar paying off Europeans. We need to ask carefully why they're doing that. What does Qatar hope to gain from this? Do you know so the reason? So far, we have not seen any real data what they hope to gain from this. Do you know the reason? I can guess, but I'd rather not guess. I mean, I, I have some suspicions. I don't have any um, data. Okay. Well, we'll wait then. Okay. So, uh, by the way, just as an, and as, as an aside uh, to this whole thing, people should be aware that Japan, which by its um, uh, uh, constitution that was written by the United States after World War II, is a so-called pacifist country, it has now increased its defense budget to $320 billion this year, the third largest in the world after the United States and China. So if anybody's following what's going on in the world, this is a, uh, this is a line item that should not be forgotten. The people should notice this thing. $320 billion in the hands of Japan. Japan is not a dumb country. Japan? No. Nope. I'm a very strong admirer of the, of the Japanese culture. I very much trust them and believe in them. And by the way, they've done a tremendous amount of really good stuff for the Jewish people over the, over the years. Okay, well, we're going to have to end it there. I want to wish, um, even though it's not the Jewish New Year, I want to wish everybody a good 2023 of all it should show us all revealed good because many times things happen to us that are good but we don't see it <laughs> so we should have revealed good good that we say oh we we, we know it's good we know it's good and uh and i want to thank you dr mordechai ben Menachem, for everything as well joining me each week thank you my pleasure, really. Um, I hope I'm. I hope in in, 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 in in the same vein as what you're seeing, what you said just now. I hope I've done some good for at least some people, giving some people some data that they need. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. 
This is Sarah Da from Malayadami, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring, so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom, you're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.